Hello and welcome back to What The Film, your weekly film and movie podcast with me, Jamie Bendy, and my host, uh, co-host, rather, Mr. Sam Hugh. Hello, Sam. Good morning, Jamie Bendy. How are you? You okay? I am absolutely brilliant. I'm warm. The sun is shining. I'm just sad brilliant. that we're still stuck in lockdown. Yeah, I know. It sucks, doesn't it? But I think I think we've got a few more weeks of this, unfortunately, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. So we've got to yep. make the best of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do you have, how was your, movies to see? How was your weekend? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, n- not just because we're doing this, but at the moment, all I seem to be doing is watching movies. So, yeah, um, <laughs> spent the weekend in front of the telly. And, uh, I'd say unfortunately, but I'm actually not that sad about it. To be honest, <laughs> fair enough. So, um, what are we talking about today, Sam? So today is going to be the first two films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we've yep. got um, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, 2008, mm-hmm. and then The Incredible Hulk, also 2008. And we're going to have a chat about those. Jamie's never seen them before. I've seen them about 14,000 times. <laughs> so it should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I did. Um, I, I think I said last time, I, I did. I had watched Iron Man before, but... I think it like when it first came out in 2008 I watched it so yeah, I didn't I hadn't, yeah I hadn't remembered anything about it and I hadn't watched Incredible Hulk. I don't think I've watched any of the other ones uh, at all actually. I don't um so yeah so from basically from here on in it's uh, all completely fresh, fresh and brand new yeah. Uh so uh well before we get into um Iron Man and Incredible Hulk uh have you watched anything else that you enjoyed on Netflix this week? I'm, or wherever. I'm going to have to be honest with you. I'm, I've not watched anything new. Um, uh, okay. I've been watching, not a movie, but I've been re-watching Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, oh, yes. So basically the last series comes out. I mean, it's kind of relevant for everyone out there if you're a Marvel fan because it, it, for the majority it has tied into the cinematic universe. Um, but season seven, the final season, comes out on the 27th of May. We just had the teaser drop this morning. And so I've been oh, re-watching nice. all that recently to, to be ready for the new one to come out. Cool. Well, uh, on on your recommendation, I watch. Well, I've got about ten minutes left of um, Spencer Confidential, which yeah, you talked about last week, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I enjoy it. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, film. I, I think it's pretty good. I you know, I I wouldn't say I love it, but I certainly don't dislike it. I, I think no, it's pretty I good. did mention it. it's not your normal type mm. of film, really. No, not not really. But but I, actually, I th- I think Mark Wahlberg's pretty good in it, and uh, you you mentioned Winston Duke. I, I I enjoyed his performance as well, and I think I think if anything, I think the um the the script is the major weakness of it. I don't think it's yeah. terribly well written, but I like I like how it's directed. Yeah, and... but it does the job for the sort of film it is. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely, not yeah. it's not meant to be your most script based, perfectly written. Piece, yeah, is it? yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. but no, yeah, That's I thought stuff. it was pretty good. So, um, Iron Man. Obviously, I um, we got Tony Stark, um, who is uh, basically billionaire playboy. Uh, is he the CEO, isn't he, of uh, Stark Industries? Yeah, of Stark Industries. Yeah, because yeah. his dad set Stark yeah, it's Industries. His dad's up. company, but then obviously his dad. Yeah. His dad is no longer about. We won't talk about that in great detail. Yeah. It comes in a new n- another movie, but yeah. So Tony's right, okay. Now CEO and, uh, yeah. So he's so he's this whiz kid uh, who who becomes CEO of Stark Industries alongside Obadiah Stane, 
played by Jeff yeah. Bridges. Um, yeah. Um, he gets kidnapped. He he gets ambushed in Afghanistan because uh, he's. Um, he's doing a weapons he's pitching. Uh, show. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a sales pitch, to, isn't it? Yeah. yeah uh, so he gets kidnapped. They force him to make remake the weapon for them. Um, and but instead, the Iron Man suit is born. Yes, indeed. Or a very early project version of the Iron Man suit. Yes, anyway. yeah, yeah. So, I really enjoyed Iron Man, actually. I thought it was great fun. I I really... The, the bits that I enjoyed most were him... When he gets back home and he's making the suit properly and he's designing it and testing it all out, I thought that was great fun. When, you know, when he, when he first gets in the suit and he's flying around the city and... He ends up kind of going up as high as he can, doesn't he? And he falling back down due to ice buildup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great fun. I, but what I I have two kind of not problems with it, but but things that I wasn't a fan of. So the first thing is the the, the sequence in the cave where he's making that prototype Iron Man suit. It kind of bugged me a bit that these people who have kidnapped him are supposed to have this twenty four hour super hot surveillance on him they've got like all sorts of cctv cameras in his they can't tell and they yeah yeah, they completely miss the fact that he's not making his um the the weapon but um, they come in and they do a little bit of an intimidation thing and then that's kind of it they don't they're yeah, just it's not addressed anymore, it. even though they continue just clearly not making the weapon that yeah. they asked for. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, even as a fan who doesn't like to criticise movies that I enjoy, <laughs> that bit does annoy me. It, they, yeah. Because the camera is constantly monitored. You can see people watching it, yet they, they don't pull yeah. up on that. But um, Yeah. I think um, yeah. in the grand scheme of the film, it's small, but it's an annoyance to watch when you're just thinking, how mm. would you not know that? <laughs> well, yeah. But but that so there was that and that I think there was another bit where they 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 plant a bomb don't they on their side of the door and then yeah. when when the the bad guys in inverted commas open the door they kind of get blasted the explosion goes backwards yeah yeah, it <laughs> yeah it's a very odd one yeah that's another yeah. C- cinematic one where I think if you watch it and as an editor again you go hang on <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I, you know so I think they're 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 the, the two kind of major things where I was a bit like mm, not sure about that yeah. but um, but yeah I loved all the the making of the suit. I, I'll tell you what I love the story as well actually I, I love the concept well, that's I, I the really... thing about the first Iron Man mm. like, and when you come to compare it with stuff like The Incredible Hulk later on they've got a clear vision like in yeah. the script of where they're going the whole film makes sense yeah like and, and it not only does the whole film and the story make sense but the characters as well, like uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. In within like the first fifteen minutes, you know who he is. Yeah, you, you know exactly what he's about. Obviously, his opinion changes later on and stuff, but you know that even though he becomes air quotes a better person as mm. the movies go on, he's still the same person that you meet in the first fifteen minutes of that film. Yeah, which is wicked. And then they yeah. don't lose story afterwards. He's just supported by other performances later on as well but um, yeah that's that's amazing because you, you that character needed to be set up as the one to continue throughout the rest of the mcu that's why hulk struggles Obviously, we'll yeah uh, later, yeah but that's yeah i'd why agree with you. yeah hulk struggles yeah I, th- I think it's it's a big task isn't it for robert downey jr well not just for him but for but for iron man and tony stark to kind of kick start yeah. the whole thing it's 
Yeah, it, well, for the whole film and everyone creating it and everyone involved with it. Well, yeah, absolutely, this, yeah. They were given this massive bar that they had to, not based on anyone else, but based on how the, how uh, Kevin Feige, etc., wanted this arc to go after them. But they was given this huge bar of that this movie had to be this good. And yeah. they smashed it, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah anyway. I think they did a great job. Because um, he creates an actual character that lasts for 23 mm. movies. It's not a mm. standalone. Whereas, yeah. it, And it could have been. It could have just been a standalone film. And if it had flopped, that might have ruined the MCU as we know it today. Yeah. yeah. They don't uh, waste a lot of time as well, I think. That's another good, that's another good thing about this film. The script... Whilst it is essentially an action film, the script is good and they don't mm. f- mess about and fanny around with stuff that nobody needs to know. It yeah. all feels like it's building to a point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no I, I, I think I'd agree with that, definitely. Um, however, I did, I, I have to say, I did kind of switch off a little bit when, um, so there's, I, I, it's the bit that kind of sets up the third act it's where where you so so we we under, we come to understand that uh, the obadiah stain is is basically responsible. hired responsible for, yeah responsible for uh, tony's kidnap and yeah. then there's a bit where he kind of steps out of the car in in afghanistan and he kind of talks with the group and then he looks at the the, the suit that bit was where i started to switch off a little bit because that was when it became good guy versus bad guy this is a comic book film yeah, Where, whereas yeah. up up until that point it was about the character and it was about tony and and i love i I'm kind of going back to what i was starting to say i i i love the concept i i think it's you know tony, tony sark is the epitome of basically the american attitude towards weapons and and war and things like that you know he's he doesn't really understand properly what he's doing i don't think he's no he's the been, money's he's making been brought him brought up into it and it's the money yeah yeah the way yeah he lives it's always yeah. been the way he lives he doesn't see it as a bad thing yeah and then when he gets ambushed and it's his own weapons i thought that was a really really interesting moment because obviously that's what kickstarts his um kind of change of heart and his journey and yeah which creates he, the character that we know yeah exactly and i thought that was a really interesting and pretty original idea and and yeah. story and i i found that really really interesting and i i was that was what kind of grabbed me is is that he's now being forced into this situation where he's being given a new perspective and and it didn't it, and it didn't really take anything it only took a few seconds it was that one little moment of him seeing his name on on the missile that was about to blow up next to him and yeah. that and in that little moment that's what kick you know he yeah he gets... you, they, you can almost see his cogs turning and see that change of heart happening yeah and that's what and that's what's really good about film um compared to um say a novelization that little moment you, you know you know exactly what's happening in that moment but in if that was written down it would take you know a couple of paragraphs maybe or a few to, sentences to describe to, what's, to describe what's on, happening yeah. but you get that instant thing with film I, th- I yeah, think it's really exciting be taken and in and see what someone's feeling it's yeah and it doesn't yeah. uh, so i did think that was really interesting and i was really enjoying the, the that character development but but yeah it was it was that bit where 
Obadiah Stane turns up at the at the cave. That I just yeah, you I just where you start. That's where you start. You just you don't lose it for the whole rest of the film either. You, but I know what you mean. For that no, part, but... you start to lose the story that's been going on for the sake. Yeah. Of, Here we go. I'm the villain. Yeah, and and you know, it's at the end of the day, it is a comic book film, isn't it? And you've yeah. got to. I think yeah, you've... there's certain parameters it has to meet yeah otherwise the yeah people yeah who read the comics wouldn't buy the movie and then yeah stuff. yeah you've got to stay true to the source material you've got to appeal to the comic book you know people the people who read the read have read the books what about what about the the rest of the cast for you because i think in some some movies and, and others that kind of can destroy that can kind of make or break it because it doesn't matter how good for example robert downey jr is if the mm. rest of the film is terrible yeah, no, I, I actually thought the cast were great. I I, I think Robert Downey Jr. was brilliant. and I, um, I think it's a testament to the casting of that film. Yeah. There are still... The characters in that movie are, are still in the MCU now. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow is an amazing Pepper Potts. Yeah, I loved her. Like, I don't think you really... There's not really a lot else you need to say about her at this point because in Iron Man, in this film, yeah. she's not... She, she, this won't make sense to you, but Marvel fans yeah. out there, she isn't who she is yet. Okay. Like, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, her character hasn't developed, but her relationship on screen with Robert Downey Jr. and at that character, I think it's, she's, she's amazing. Yeah, she's very cool. And then you've got John Favreau, who is just the, I, I've, I have always been in love with him. I think he's amazing. Yeah, and he, he is. Obviously, he directed the film as well, but yeah. he's your comic relief. And I think the beauty of these Marvel films is that they, they're they all, as we've said, comic book stories, mm-hmm. evil versus good and action, action, action. But they've got this little these little bits of comic relief and stuff in it. And Happy Hogan is, is just, I, I think he's brilliant. I just yeah. think he's great. Uh, I think as a cast, they all gel together, and that's why the movie's really strong. Oh yeah, you can, you can, yeah, yeah, you can tell they were, that everything was clicking. You can tell, you know. I think you can often tell with a cast um, when 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 people aren't getting on. Not always, but I, but I think sometimes it, yeah, if, but if so the movie's not as good, you don't get that feeling that you get watching Iron Man. Yeah, I, in every yeah. film, if the cast is right, they've just they've cast it well and also got really lucky that the cast have been yeah, and, that and sometimes good at what they're supposed to do yeah, and sometimes that also comes down to the relationship between the actors and the director, or the director and the the and the, the and DOP stuff, yeah. and the producers and the editor. Like it, it all has to come together. Above all, filmmaking is a collaborative process, as yeah. as we all know, and you know the the, the faults of a film can't ever really be um pinned on one person um no, they can't ev- ev- they all... did try and do that in the incredible hulk but right uh, did they yeah yeah uh, okay. times, but... right yeah we'll, we'll get onto that in a bit but um but but yeah so i i thought it was very slick and it all kind of all the cogs were whirring and working together very well <laughs> jamie Benny enjoyed iron man i'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it that's good yeah i did i did i thought you didn't enjoy that because it is definitely the start of the era and it's you you would be hard pressed to enjoy the rest of them if you didn't enjoy that because it really it really sets up the continuance of the mcu yeah and while it's not you know it's by no means perfect and i, I wouldn't say it blew me away or anything but it's certainly a very strong start yeah 
Although um, there are there are worse films than it, even in the newer ones, but there are also right, better yeah. ones. It's a yeah, very, yeah. very good film, but as you say, it's not it's never it's never blow your mind like Oscar winning. Yeah. It's not uh, yeah. it's not supposed to be either. Yeah. But but like you said as well, it's um it sets the bar. And and I do think it sets the bar. Yeah, and it's set a really realistic but but hmm. solid bar that could be oh, yeah. exceeded. But yeah. not in a bad way, because obviously when yeah. you say the bar can be exceeded, sometimes that's negative. Well, it's not at all. It's set a really good, solid bar, and then somehow it is exceeded later on, which is wicked. Yeah, and, yeah. And and in part exceeded by the same people most of the time. Right, okay, which is, yeah. Which is yeah. really interesting. So so moving on then to film uh, two. Yeah, well... I, I think I gave you a complex about this when I when we, in the first episode anyway just pretend I didn't say it was terrible <laughs> yeah well I don't really I'm struggling to to know where to start really I, I mean d- don't get me wrong as I said I said it was terrible but I did mention to you already this morning mm. that it wasn't as bad this time as it was when I first watched it there yeah. are good parts in it let's start with the good bits yeah okay because well, okay, right well well let, let's just for for a clarification, if if anyone hasn't seen it for a little while, so so we join Bruce Banner, uh, who has who. Let me let me get this right. He's he's been doing some. Is he a scientist or something? Yeah, and he's he's, a, he's yeah. a scientist. Yeah, so he's been working with um, Betty Ross, Liv, Liv Tyler's character, and he's become exposed to massive amounts of. Is it gamma radiation? It is. Yeah. Yeah, gamma radiation, uh, which has caused some sort of mutation in his blood uh, so that if his heart rate gets above 200 he turns into this big green monster hulk yeah right so that's kind of the background but it's um another reason which outlines how bad that film is is mm. that it's nothing to do with his heart rate <laughs> oh okay that's, well, there you go. that's what as that as a as a new person to the film that's what you are looking at and thinking oh wow so every time he goes above 200 yeah, he turns into the Hulk. Well, that's <laughs> utter, complete, and utter rubbish. <laughs> okay. The the what sets him off as the Hulk has nothing to do with his heart rate. Right. It is uh, a cert- It's and it you can't really you can't really pinpoint it unless you wrote the comic, I guess, mm. <laughs> which I didn't. But it's <laughs> like certain emotional triggers, or it's it's supposed to be anger is what you're supposed to take it yeah. as. But as you get through the, the films and stuff, you learn that it's not necessarily just him getting angry. It's it's emotional triggers. It's um, yeah. it, it's nothing to do with his physical heart rate. Oh, okay. Which, which that winds... There's my first wind-up about the film. Yeah. I hate that it's, he's got this watch on, that he's watching his heart... I get it to a point. Like, yeah. Nobody wants their heart rate to constantly be that high, but... They put far too much emphasis on him checking this watch, and then at two hundred, bang, he's the Hulk. It's just, yeah, that's just rubbish. It's, it's anyway. It's, I said we'd start with the good. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Um, good. So good is it's a damn good job Tim Roth was in the film. I'm yes, start good with that. Yeah, because he is the only standout character in the movie. Yeah, uh, actually, apart from William Hurt. Yeah. Who plays General Ross, who is really, yeah. let's be completely honest, a very small part. But yeah. you won't know yet, he is the only character from that film who is still in the MCU. Oh, really? <laughs> so that, and, I, and, I, and it's not necessarily because he's important. 
it's because of how good his performance was in that. They thought, right, we've got to keep him. Yeah. So he comes yeah. back in later in one of the Captain America films. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and he's just been promoted, basically. Right. Um, so he's really good. But Tim Roth, it, as the sort of human half of um, the Abomination, yeah. I think he's amazing in it. He's the he's the standout character. For, yeah, for he is very good. Yeah, and then all the, I think all the action is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. There's it's yeah. The there's definitely at, at the university. Uh huh. Um, and then the final fight with um with tim roth's abomination and stuff they're wicked yeah. the the action that's that it's awesome there's nothing bad about the action at all yeah yeah I, I, yeah I, I yeah i did think it was quite exciting uh that there were a couple of bits uh right towards the end which i had a bit of a th- uh, problem with but we'll get to that in a bit but it 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 does really surprise me i i that that this film when you look at the team behind it when you look at who directed it who wrote it who was in it it's really really quite shocking to me it's like I, I just feel like when you look at it on paper it can't be as bad as it is because they it's got such a good team and they've mm. got such good backgrounds you know edward norton is one of my favorite actors i absolutely love him and well, in comparing that let's just com- quickly compare that so i when i they both made in the same year yeah and iron man when that was made robert downey jr was pretty much nobody yeah. Like, well, he wasn't nobody. He'd had a bit of a career, but he wasn't... But then he had some problems, didn't he? He wasn't a he? ticket seller. He had some issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Edward Norton was at the peak of his career at that point. Yeah. Like, he, he was in... Ev- well, he wasn't in everything, but anything he was in did well. Yeah. It's some complete contrast, and then... Sp- that's what you're saying. It's somehow the film doesn't work. Yeah, it's... And, and I think it's for a mixture of reasons. Like, it's it's a poor script... It's oh the script is awful. Bad story and there's poor performances all the way through it. Yeah, which is weird because I'm not just looking at it now. Like I said before, Jamie would be more um, it, script the, mm. the the performances than I would, and I'd be more oh it's a great movie. This was wicked. There's a cool bit over there. That CGI is awesome. But that film you can't help but analyze. But that's when you know that a film has really failed when yeah. when you can't when you can't help but analyze it that's you know even if i watch a film i i do analyze it but i always i don't analyze it until i've watched it once because if you watch it once then then you then you kind of you you understand the emotional beats of it and and you kind of get the impact of what the, the film is trying to say and then when you watch it the second time then you can be more removed from it yeah but but yeah i mean Emotionally, it's I find it really hard to connect with the film anyway, yeah. because there is no character. No, and none of none of them, even Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, have a character. Yeah, he is just angsty all the time. Yeah, the only time that it's a good film is when Hulk is on the screen, which is just <laughs> yeah. w- ridiculous. Because this was the second film. Mm-hmm. And it had to be part of the canon for the rest of the films. Yeah. But if that's the case, you have to develop characters and the script in this, that is just completely lost. Yeah, well, there's just, there's absolutely no setup at all. You're just, it's like, it's God, like you find some... out about what happened to him from a montage. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> but, but it's not just a montage. It's like a cheesy opening credits sequence that you'd see in some Disney Channel sitcom. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just terrible and and um 
you know, Iron Man is very much, it's an origin story. So it's quite easy to to find um, the, the start point of the story that you want to tell in, in Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, but this just is. seems to start, I know what you mean, just seems to start in a random place, yeah, doesn't it? And, it's yeah, almost and, like starts it doesn't start for about 40 minutes no and all that setup it's like someone put all these bits like bruce banner scientist um lots of gamma radiation um loves live she loves works live. at this uni it's yeah it's like they put it into a grenade and just threw it at you and it blows up and it goes information right yeah. start the film and it's, but also but it's useless information yeah because like for quite a lot a significant portion is spent on, like, him talking to Mr. Blue on the laptop about yeah. wanting to find a cure. And then they go through that whole bit later on of fussing about trying to cure him and blah, blah, blah. Well, mm. we already know that it's not a standalone movie. Yeah. Therefore, he isn't going to be cured. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I need, you need a bit of him trying that, because that is probably the smallest only bit of character we get, is that Bruce Banner does not want to be Hulk which is yeah. true. Yeah. So that's fine because so he would be trying to find it, but they waste too much time on it. Yeah. Because we already know he's never going to be cured because otherwise he wouldn't be an Avenger. It, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to the timeline of what is going on. No. Also, it doesn't make there is there is I cannot think of any point during the film where I l- even giggled to myself. Oh no. No, I I can think of many many points where I rolled my eyes and Yeah. Groaned, whereas you but... laugh Iron Man, there is, as I say, it breaks you. It's character partly because Robert Downey Jr. is hilarious, and he's done that with Tony Stark. But yeah. it's written the same as the rest of the Marvel films are written to be funny as well. And there's no yeah. point in that whole movie where you're thinking, "Oh God, this is terrible." Oh, but I did have a giggle there, so that lightened it up a little. It just doesn't happen. No, no, it, it feels doesn't at all. so. If this was the first film, it would kind of be let off more. Because everything yeah. after that would have changed the model to go on and be successful. But Iron Man was successful. Yeah. And, then and as a follow-up. The model was changed and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So they went back to Iron Man and carried on. Well, they should have just carried on from the Iron Man in the first place. Because yeah. it could have been a good film. Was it written as well and scripted as well and filmed as well as Iron Man was? Yeah. But there was, there was just... I think, I think The Incredible Hulk is it just had everything that I kind of talked about that kind of puts me off comic books and stuff, I, I think is what happens in, in The Incredible Hulk. Like, the, the first bit that really made me groan was when um, there's a bit where he's in... he's he, he does he, he works in, like, a bottle bottling factory. Yeah, he works in he a bottling a drinks bottle factory. Yeah, yeah so, so he catches his finger, and then you just see this massive bit of blood drop... Through and you kind of follow that drop of drop of blood through the the floor and then it lands yeah. in the bottle and it's just like it's all it's just very convenient, isn't it, that that happened? Yeah. And like there's no, there's absolutely no realism in that. It's yeah, they don't do that anymore. That that is a really good point to bring up about that because mm. that reminds me of the um, the first set of Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire. Oh yeah. Um, where he the first time he gets bitten by the spider is very mm. like that. It's like, oh, here's a spider. It's slowly dropping down from the ceiling. Let's follow that. And boom, that's the model of our story. Here you go. And it's yeah. like they do that in Hulk as well. Look, this is really important. 
let's do a really poor camera. Yeah, yeah, very in your face. Yeah, we don't we don't need in your face as film act film people. We need acting performances. We need subtlety so that our imaginations do the work. Yeah, well, you know, even otherwise if... stuff like this podcast wouldn't happen because everything would be set in stone and and there's nothing to talk about. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, very true. But like, it it would have been enough for him to catch his catch his finger, react, and then if you you kind of cut straight to the bottle where where you see it drop in where it's still unlikely but yeah but you, but you can kind of buy into it and upon, it's which just looks yeah. silly yeah it's not the director basically grabbing your head and forcing you to watch this to thing look happen at his plot point, because yeah. because th- this is important to everyone it's yeah, yeah. it's it, i think that that kind of thing makes your audience it kind of comes across that you think the audience is stupid and they're not going to understand it if you don't do this. Yeah. And that is the best way to alienate your audience if you yeah. treat them I like idiots. I that think that is, the, that is a, the crux of the problem is that mm. it's got too much information that we don't need thrown in your face. Yeah, very much so. It's just, a, it's silly. But the, the thing is for me, and I, I had a look online and stuff and then I was saying to you it wasn't as bad. It's not, it's not a terrible film. Like, I've seen worse films. I've seen films mm. where I can't pick out anything that I enjoyed, whereas in this, those bit every time the Hulk is on the screen, it's interesting. It's, it's, mm. There's action, it's good, I enjoy it. Tim Roth is wicked to watch. But it's just not overall a good movie. There's good no. parts to it, but as a movie to watch from start to finish it's just difficult it is very difficult it yeah it was a long couple of hours and i knew straight away we we talked about that montage didn't we i knew from that moment on i knew i was in for a long yeah out, for what, a long hour because you don't do that that's that's that that was a complete waste of the as you called it with tony stark the origin story we mm. the i know this wasn't the first hulk movie uh, and there was there was TV shows in the uh, like the eight, seven, late seventies, eighties. Yeah, but as, um, as and far there was as the an Ang Lee film in two thousand and three, yeah. but that was not part of this universe. No, no. So, so this film for the Incredible Hulk, bless him, should have been his Iron Man one, his Thor, his yeah. Captain America, the origin story of Hulk. But you get origin chucked at you in a montage. Uh, it does, yeah. and that means for the for the majority of the rest of the film, you don't really understand what's going, what's been going on with him. And bless him, Edward Norton, fantastic actor though he is, mm. does nothing to help it throughout the movie. He's no, boring. no, he doesn't, and it's it's you know full of cheesy dialogue. Yeah, and and, Ed, Liv, and Edward Norton Liv Tyler as well is oh, great. Just dreadful, dreadful. But a good again, a good actress. I love her. Yeah. I normally have nothing bad to say about her, but they both just don't give anything they just no. don't feel connected to the to the script and then maybe no, that's not, not all, all their fault maybe they but they don't feel connected to the script to the story to the characters it doesn't ever feel like it's something that's going to continue on and have a place in the marvel cinematic universe and edward edward norton is kind of infamous for being a complete perfectionist he's he's quite known in the in the industry as being someone who is very difficult to work with actually because he's he's such a perfectionist and and he's yeah. well as i said to you earlier like it was blame you you can't normally blame it on one person or bring success up to one person a lot mm. of the the fuss about it was that 
when uh, Edward Norton came on board, mm-hmm. he read the script and basically told them that it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, and made changes to it, uh, added dialogue. Right. Probably, bless him, They everyone speculates, but we won't know because none of us were in the room. Mm-hmm. Added more character development because that's what he does as an actor. Yeah. But they didn't use it. Oh, uh, right. It's almost, and he does speak about that film in some interviews that I've seen in the past. Like, he's Ryan Reynolds and it was his Green Lantern, we'll say. Oh, okay. Because he he seems to regret doing that movie which right. is with you which is a, for an actor you know that it must have not been great oh yeah because they have such a good you have such pick of what you want to do when you are that famous and that rich and that good at what you do that yeah if you then decide that it was a regret then it mustn't have been great so yeah well he'd he'd come off um 9 or 10 or so years before incredible hulk he'd come off um, American History X and Fight Club, both yeah. of which are stunning, especially Fight Club. And he is well, Oscar-winning films again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You can't there's you, how can you then put in a performance like that? Yeah, and I think some sometimes with these things, I I can't think of a specific example, but but I know of it happening where there might be circumstances where an actor has to do a certain film by contract, not because they auditioned for that film and they got the part and now they've signed the contract but but either they might have dropped out of a previous film and to sort out the contract stuff they say right we'll do this film for yeah. us instead yeah we, we won't know that but i would no, think that so, i would think that that would have been i think the way he reacts to the film and and stuff i think he would have told people if that was the case because yeah. he would have wanted to find an excuse yeah, but I yeah. know what you mean. Contract because sometimes, like for example, if the first Spider-Man film had gone terribly wrong, mm. Tom Holland is con- was contracted from the start to do three more movies or four more movies or whatever it was. Right. So he would then have had to make them, even if they were terrible. I <laughs> see. He, right. Yeah. He, he'd signed a contract. I think you'd have found that out if that was the case. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But you know, I th- I just think you you've got to give the benefit of the doubt. Just someone sometimes. who's that good, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's surprising. Yeah. Well, and there was, and there's this. This again. This is kind of what what I said about it being like ev- everything that puts me off about comic book movies being in one film. I'd, I'm, just, I'd the the action sequence, the the fight sequence at the end with the abomination was. I thought it was all right. I just, but I just the abomination. See, I love that. Yeah. So the abomination and a little bit actually with. Uh, going back to Iron Man with Obadiah Stane's when he um, when he gets his own suit built, they're just for me they're too overpowered. And you know you you, you shoot all these guns at them and and you, you do all, all these things that would that should really be able to to get through. The, the, and it doesn't even seem to leave a scratch. And so then I don't really buy into it after that. Because it's like it's just I know that he's gonna win, and you know I know Iron Man's gonna defeat the the you know the the big the big one, and I know that the Hulk is somehow gonna defeat the Abomination. Yeah. But, but I'm it's... going to just say to you that the that attitude I get because yeah. that's what you don't like about comic books, but that is going to become your catchphrase <laughs> because <laughs> okay. that happens in every single one of the marvel movies even the yeah. even the ones that are incredible and 
there is nothing wrong with the films. There is always a villain who you don't know how he's going to be able to stop, be yeah. stopped, but they find a way. Yeah, uh, and, but... I, and it, you, if you hate, you'll hate that because of the comics thing. But I'm just going to tell you that that is in every single one of the no, films. and that's fine. You know, I I get that to a degree. You know, I think most most science fiction or or fantasy stories have have that element, but but with especially especially with the abomination, there just there wasn't a weakness, and yeah. and actually, it's never clear what actually happens to the abomination because there's that ridiculous bit with the helicopter blowing up and he yeah. claps at it and it the, the fire goes out that was i that that blew me away yeah that was yeah, that is that is utterly another moment of pure cinema magic that ridiculous yeah um and then so he goes back to the abomination punches him a couple of times which he's been doing for the last 10 minutes and then kind of just leaves him in a and it's over in a pile and then we never that's it yeah i mean that that was one of their what we were talking about them not doing very well that yeah. is another one of their we're setting up to bring abomination back in a later phase of the MCU. well yeah yeah but he still hasn't resurfaced oh well <laughs> and we are now moving on to phase four so right yeah that, yeah, again, it's another one of those that shows you the good and bad, as I said, with William Hurt, shows you a great performance because he's yeah. still in it. Shows you yeah. it wasn't the most successful film or villain because he hasn't yet been brought back. So, no. But, but uh, if they do bring Abomination back, it has to be Tim Roth. And I will oh, keep yeah. saying that, that Tim Roth is the only reason I get through that film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is very good in it. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean... I didn't expect anything else. I'm glad you enjoyed Iron Man, and I'm almost <laughs> also glad that you didn't particularly like The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah. There's well, going to be you... people who disagree. Like, guys, if you if you oh, of course. have seen The Incredible Hulk and think that we're chatting absolute rubbish, drop us a message. Let us know what you think. Um, we'd mm. be interested to hear it. But as a general consensus, I've just not really heard a lot of good about the film. No, no, well... Which does put into your head, the same as I said about maybe I shouldn't have said it was bad to Jamie before he's seen it, but um, well, I, I think I, as, I... As, a, as a fan base, you know when something's good and when something's bad, and that's part of the love of the MCU is that every single one of the films has pretty much been loved because we all love mm. that kind of thing, yet somehow nobody likes the Hulk film. Yeah. Well, I, I like to think that I'm pretty open still you know just because you said it was terrible i i i would still you could have yeah I, you know, james I, not I, one I, who would just not tell me his opinion because he thought i would disagree with it yeah <laughs> yeah you did yeah you'd no i like actually sam you're an idiot and i really liked it <laughs> yeah i'd yeah, have lost respect maybe. for you but i'd have, <laughs> I'd have been i'd have been fine you, you're yeah. entitled to your opinion even if it's wrong <laughs> well I, th I think you know yeah well, i think we've covered we're um, out of time what we'd hope to cover yeah um, yeah yeah, th yeah, but like like Sam said, if if you um, if you have any more thoughts on it, then please do uh, do hit us up. You can follow Drop us, us a on message. yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at what the film cast, uh, and you can support us on Patreon as well. If you become one of our patrons, then you will get access to our Discord server, where we can um, kind of connect with you guys and we can talk everything MCU. Both, we can talk Incredible Hulk. Good at yeah, we're both pretty good at chatting and responding as well. So if you do drop us a message, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. It's always cool to hear yeah, exactly. other people's opinions on stuff that you feel strongly about, which for me, this is something I feel really 
strongly about, and I know that Jamie's going to develop a strong love for him. <laughs> well, but yeah, as you said, follow us. Um, let's 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 um, connect on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, any support on Patreon would be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, next week, uh, episode three, we will be talking about Iron Man two and Thor. Excited for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking for forward that. to it. Yeah. I, I already obviously have seen them and I um, enjoy both of them, but they are, in my opinion, two of the other ones that I am not as passionate about. Oh, okay. So that's the only bit of precognition I'm going to pop in there for you, Jamie, is that yeah. they are, they're both good films and I enjoy them a lot more than The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> but as the universe progresses, they are two, they're two of the ones that weren't as standout as the others for me. Okay, fair enough. But introduce a, a, an awesome new character in Thor, and, mm-hmm. and Chris Hemsworth is is uh, is wicked and a fantastic actor. Does a really Great. good job. Well, um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate um, you listening. Um, we'll be back next week again, Friday at ten o'clock. We will be releasing episode three on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and uh, some other places as well. Uh, as we're recording, I've not actually confirmed yet which which platforms we're on but i know that we'll be on spotify and itunes um so hopefully by but the time we can that... confirm uh, any others and stuff through our social media so just yeah we will to jump on and hit that follow button yeah exactly and um any any more news that we have for you we will be putting on there so uh, check it out so uh yeah. thank you once again for joining me sam i'm looking forward to thank next you, week jamie yeah you too um, right yeah and um, so well have a good weekend enjoy lockdown guys yeah yeah see you later see you soon